Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted with me today? My last couple podcasts have been about how the school system doesn't necessarily enable our children to be success ready. And what we mean by that is that they're not engaged in learning, they're not learning financial skills, they don't have hope for their future. And they're not transitioning well, either into university or as they move forward into living on their own. And why is that? Well, as I've mentioned, school isn't teaching them those skills. So I did have, I think, three podcasts about what skills kids aren't learning in school and the, that you need to, as a parent, ensure that they're getting those skills. And I don't believe in doom and gloom. So my solution is for our family was to come up with a family rule system or a family system that had some family rules in it where we talked about money and relationships and we had family meetings um, and I say have but we still have those and so this plan went into place and my last podcast was talking about that plan. This one I wanted to talk to you about what came out of us having a family plan and a family system if you will and the family system just to touch on that quickly as I mentioned, goes over the non-negotiables that have to be done around the house, the chores that need to be done around the house. It also has an aspect of family rules, which is basically how we treat each other. We have family meetings, so we have a discussion about all of this before it was implemented, as it's being implemented, and as we make changes to the system. And then we also learn about money because they get allowance and then they have to divide it into different categories. And we talk about that. And as we do that as a family, I believe we're combating the things that they're not learning in school. Because really, when my kids leave, I really want them to be success ready. So (laughs) what happened as a result of this is, um, oh, I'll jump back a second. So basically, if you listen to my last podcast, this will be a little bit of a repeat, but it'll be quick. And it's basically that the kids had color-coded popsicle sticks. So let's say one child had all purple popsicle sticks. And on those popsicle sticks, would be their non-negotiables, the chores, um, and the family rules, and life skills. So those were on their sets of popsicle stick, and each child had an identical set of popsicle sticks, just in a different color. And when we first implemented the system, we had them have their popsicle sticks and physically move them daily so they could see what they were doing and then at the end of the week we would divide up allowance based on their popsicle sticks and then what happened is uh, as time went on the popsicle sticks weren't necessarily the focal point of it because 
the kids got used to the fact that they needed to do those things and didn't need to physically move the popsicle sticks. But anyway, they had popsicle sticks. And one day my child said to me, um, so we've got four children, um, two are mine biologically, two are my bonus, and we are in a blended family. So we actually started this family system in a really controlled way, if you will, when we all moved in together um, because we realized that to be successful together we would need it, but also for all the other reasons I've already highlighted. So my eldest came to me and said, could we not have a golden popsicle stick? So I got curious, as I've suggested you guys do with your kids, well, what is a golden popsicle stick? And he thought it should be a popsicle stick that would be worth a significant amount of money. He may have taken this idea from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the Golden Ticket, I'm not sure. <laughs> but he came to us with this idea and I thought, well, let's bring it to the family meeting. Let's talk about what other kids want this golden popsicle stick and let's get more to the bottom of whatever he was thinking in his mind what that would mean. So we did. We had a family meeting and he introduced the concept of the golden popsicle stick to the kids. And he really wanted to uh, make some changes. So this is my eldest son and he was going through a period of experiencing, <clears throat> sorry, some pretty extreme depression like behaviors. And this was affecting him. He is uh, an active uh, athlete. And at that point, he was playing on a rep soccer team. And I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with what that means. But basically, it's a high level of playing soccer. And it's competitive. And there's a lot more practices than just a recreational league. And a lot more pressure. And he was finding that this was affecting his desire for wanting to go and play soccer. And also it was affecting his schooling. So it affected his schooling actually so much that in the second semester of grade eight, we decided that he would go part-time between uh, school and learning at home. And then the f next year he went full-time to learning at home. And that was because his depression-like behaviors were, I would suggest you getting the best of him. And we did a lot of different changes. We did food changes and health changes and exercise changes and uh, schooling changes, obviously. And we looked at different parenting arrangements. And, you know, we really tried a whole bunch of different things. But I really think that it needed to come from him as opposed to all these changes coming on the outside. However, I did go through those changes with him. So he came up with this idea and his idea was he wanted to become more engaged in life and was realizing that it needed to come from him and he just wasn't sure how to do that. So he wanted a golden popsicle stick to be given to him um, and then have a goal for three months, which we've talked about 90 days being a way to change a mindset. And so we agreed. We asked the other kids if they would agree. And three of the four kids were completely on board and they had um, a pretty deep thing that they wanted to change too within themselves. And so interesting, if you look at a past podcast called the Elastic Band Trick, hopefully that's what I've called it. Um, and it's, about also changing mindset and doing it through an elastic band. In this case, River wanted to do it through the golden popsicle stick. 
So we came up with a range of 10, so 0 to 10 as to where he wanted to go in um, engagement in life. So that was his golden popsicle stick, engagement in life. So 0 was life controls me and what I do today has no consequence on my future. 10, which he was striving for, was I am powerful and can make my life awesome. Choices I make today have an impact on my future. And we came up with that together. He was describing what he wanted to change. He was just describing where he was at, where he felt really good, and then where he didn't feel so good, and, you know, what his vision was for the future. And so zero, the kind of statements he would make, or I take no responsibility for my life, I sleep, or media the day away. I have no plan for my day. I have no plan for my life. And essentially, when he was in his deeper days of experiencing more depression-like behaviors, that's where he lived. And then what he wanted to get to was, I exercise daily, eat well, sleep well, and I'm healthy and feel healthy. I have a plan for each day, which leads me to get what I want out of life. I know that sleep and media are an escape for life, so I will use them responsibly. And I mean, how brilliant that my son, who um, at this point, he's 16 now, so he must have been 14 or 15 when we did this. Let's say 14, actually. Pretty sure. Oh, no, sorry, 15. He was last year. And, you know, him recognizing that he needed to make a change and recognizing that outside forces. So, for instance, you know, me saying, okay, let's try changing your diet. Okay, let's add a little bit more physical activity. Okay, let's do all these things were were good, except they weren't coming from him and his desire to change. So I was just I was super proud that he wanted to make the change, but also that he knew that it needed to come from him. So what did he do? Well, he made sure that he put phys ed in both his semesters at school. So typically phys ed, when you get to high school, um, so physical education, gym, not sure what it's called in different countries, but it's, you know, the course where they get out and they do activity or they're in the gym doing activity. And so when you get to high school, it does become an elective at a certain point, um, as well as usually you can just take it one semester because let's say you're in grade 10, you would take one course of grade 10 gym and that would be in your one semester. And he made the active decision to say, you know what, I need this every day. And so therefore, I'm going to take a phys ed course each semester. And this is not ordinary, right? This would either set him back because he would have to take, say, two phys ed courses and um, lose a a main subject then. Um, So lose a math or lose an English or lose something like that because he was filling his time slot with another phys ed. But it was important to him It was going to give him that thing of that daily exercise every day. And so that was important to him. And in terms of eating healthy, he was exploring. We had went to different natural paths and we had different ways of eating. And he was sort of playing with those different ways and and seeing what worked for him. And um, beyond all of that, it wasn't necessarily that he had to get to the 10. He had to get to those things perfectly. It was just that he was on a conscious journey to be aware. So last year starts, and uh, that would be the start of his grade tenure. And he was, he was taking a grade nine course in Spanish to activate and keep his brain engaged and do something that he really wanted to do. And again, could have looked at as 
could have been looked at as setting him back because that would be a grade 10 course that he couldn't take because he was taking a grade 9 course, but that's okay. And then he did the two phys ed, and then he decided to do math both semesters, so he'd keep that part of his brain active. And, you know, he was in control, and that's, I think, what a key point is, that is not taught in school, right? In school, you're taught, well, you're in grade nine, do your grade nine courses. You get your course selection for the next year. It's grade 10, you're in grade 10, do your grade 10 courses, et cetera, et cetera. And we just went, you know what? <laughs> we are not fitting into this mold. And well, actually he said, I'm not fitting into this mold. I wanna take Spanish. I missed it in grade nine. Oh, well, I'll take it in grade 10. I wanna take two phys ed you know what, I'll be in phys ed then with grade 11s or grade 12s or whoever that's going to work, but I'm okay with that. And he really designed his year in school that worked for him. And this is difficult in traditional school because like I said, it's usually you're in grade 10, you do your grade 10 courses. And such um, an amazing shift happened. So how he did this and how he made this shift was first being conscious, right? We did the popsicle stick. We wrote out what zero looked like, where he was currently at. He kind of rated where he was at. And then we wrote out what 10 looked like. And he had a journal and it was a, it's a gratitude journal that my kids have beside their bed. And there was a time period where we had them have to write in it every night as a habit to see what they would pick up and if they would want to do that moving forward. But we've given them that tool to do. So he could write in his book or he wrote in his book, I'm in control of my thoughts and actions. And he wrote that in different places. So that might have been on the mirror or in his room, but certainly was in his book. And he could hear voices in his head, right? The voices in his head that would say, you don't really want to go to school today, or you don't need to get out of bed, or those sorts of things. And, um, you know, he would have, it's kind of like, that'd be like the guess the devil voice, and then he'd have the angel voice. And he'd just talk to both of them. You know, are you okay with what the voices are saying? And is this going to be helpful to where I'm trying to get to be engaged in my life? And he also knew that when he had a, set, a thought that came into his mind, he would have these people in place to talk to about it. He had a counselor in place. He could talk to myself about it. Um, you know, other potential people that he would highlight to talk to about it. And the third thing that we did was he wrote... Uh, or I guess it's the fourth thing, he wrote a plan for himself. So where did he actually want to be in three years? Where did he want to be in one year? Where did he want to be in three months? And basically how um, that would enable him, sorry, to see where he wanted to go and to know that the decisions he was making today did have consequences to affect him in a year or in three years. And if he didn't want to be in that same spot of lying in bed essentially most of the time and sleeping or meeting his days away, what could he do differently? And I am just so happy to tell you where he's at right now. He did do his year and finished very successfully. So he did grade 9 and 10 Spanish. He did two phys ed courses. He did a grade 10 and 11 math. And um, he took a business course. And I can't remember... I think that might be it. That might have been all the courses he took. So that made it might have been, sorry, the eight courses. But you know what? They were his choice and he did them well and he did them successfully and he pushed himself to go to school even on the days that he didn't want to because he had mixed in something that he liked, like Spanish both semester, like phys ed both semesters. So that was really great. And he chose to do the math 
um, in a row, so grade 10 math and then grade 11 math, so he wouldn't lose kind of that math part of the brain. And he'd kind of get through it because it wasn't his favorite. It used to be his favorite, wasn't his favorite anymore. However, listen to this. He went to a conference with me and part of this conference uh, was about changing your mindset. It was called Business Excellence. It was three days and it was four speakers a day, all talking about different subjects. And he ate every single part of those three days up and he made a decision for himself to sign up for courses that he wasn't going to necessarily get school credits for because he was going to pay for the courses and take them and they were outside of school. And this is huge, right? This is my son who has told me for years, I would suggest you since grade five, that he didn't enjoy school, maybe even earlier than that. But that's when I really remember it being very strong. And me saying to him, I would love to homeschool you, buddy. And, you know, we'll get to that point or we'll do a mix. But at that point in time, when he was telling me that I was a single mom on my own, starting my own business and for years building my own business. And that wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to be the mom and the teacher that he needed me to be for him to stay home and still develop skills. And plus, I really wanted him to have the social aspect that school offered. So anyways, that's just an aside, but that's to tell you the mentality that now this this kid (laughs) is signing up for courses that he wants to take and he's paying for them himself. So it tells you his investment in them. So how cool is this? I end up talking to other people that, uh, colleagues that I work with and saying to them, I just wonder if, if there's a way he could get some school credits out of this. You know, he is behind grade 10 English because he took all these other courses this year and uh, he really liked the business course, which is a grade 10 course, but I wonder what they offer in grade 11 for that. You know, would it keep him as engaged? Uh, because the, the teacher that was running, it was lovely and he really liked her, but she was the <clears throat> department head and running the school business and teaching all these classes and being the department head. And so she wasn't necessarily really engaged with every course and getting the kids really engaged. It was more like curriculum being taught to them and then them picking up pieces. So, you know, how could, how could I as a business owner get him engaged? Well, I didn't actually have to do that because he signed up for these two courses. So what did he sign up for? He signed up for a podcasting course and he signed up for uh, an investing course. And in talking to different colleagues, I did find there's something called independent study courses and they can link to different subjects in school where they can get credits for it. And lo and behold, the podcasting course can be linked to English. So he can get an English 10 course now through taking this podcasting course. Do you know how excited he is to take an English course? He's never been excited to take an English course. And think of all the things he's learning, right? He's learning podcasting and website development and advertising and marketing and just the list goes on and on, never mind sharing his voice over his podcast. So super exciting. And then the other course is investing. Well, what did I tell you in my last podcast? schools don't teach financial literacy information and kids are leaving home and having to return home and stay until like they're 32 because they don't know how to manage money. And so here River says, you know what, I want to know how to manage my money. And so I'm going to take an investing course. 
He's 16, guys, and he's taking an investing course. I think that's pretty cool. Imagine when you were 16, if somebody had taught you about money to this degree that he's going to learn. And guess what? That can go into a youth entrepreneurship grade 11 course. So now these courses that he was behind, quote unquote, because he decided to take courses that he really liked this year in school is now totally going to be fine because he's taking these extra two courses outside of school, but we're getting them linked back to school credits. So I really believe that this shift came for him because he decided that he wanted to engage in life. And he did that by making his own decision about that. So what we did with that is he would rate himself where he was on the scale. And so he was quite honest that he rated himself probably around a one or sometimes a zero some days. He'd get up to a four or five some days. And now he's rating himself at a 10. He's realizing that he needs to put in the daily exercise, eating well. He needs to have a plan. And he has. He's set. He's been working more than four hours a day all summer to do these courses that he's so invested in. And guess what? He can use his love for media for his podcasts. A couple of his podcasts are on media. (laughs) And he's doing it through media means, which means he gets to use his media for what he loves. So I haven't even talked to you about the other two uh, golden popsicle sticks that my kids did, my other kids did, and what the learning opportunities were there. And I do realize it's getting to the point where, you know, this podcast might be considered long. (laughs) So I just want to end with that. You know what? have your kids be engaged, have them choose what they want to change and help them with that process. Get curious with them. Give them a timeline. Zero is where they're starting and then 10 is where they want to be and have them see the difference and visualize the difference and feel the difference. And then all it is is actions, guys. Actions between that first step to where you want them to be. Our tagline is fail, act, succeed. We want our kids to fail often and fail early and then take action when they fail and you're going to need to help them with that and then succeed. So uh, the son that I had that was, you know, lying in bed and not really getting up and using media not necessarily to propel himself forward but to stay in that is no longer exhibiting any of those symptoms. He did not use medication and he did not have to go to, you know, a psychiatrist or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he was able to just take some responsibility and along the way, find adults and key people of influence to help him. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.